0: Today we're getting ready for Thanksgiving, so it's one of gratitude. So how are you on this Thanksgiving uh, double eve, I suppose? I am so ready for guns and hoses at
1: the Enterprise Center, the cops beating up on the firefighters and vice versa. All for charity. Yes. We will talk to our guest Sifu from CBS's Survivor 45. And then around minute 16, Into the Woods is at the New Jewish Theater. We'll talk to star Molly Wenstrom and director Robert Quinlan. Around minute 37, Disney's Wish. Around minute 45, Napoleon. Then around minute 48, Leo on Netflix.
0: Well, our guest today has a lot to be grateful for. And it's uh, Nicholas Sifu also from O'Fallon, Illinois, and he was on the forty-fifth season of Survivor, which has been a spectacular one if you've been watching. And unfortunately, he was voted off the island. Uh, was it episode five, Sifu? Uh, episode seven. Episode seven. Yeah, I'm he was hyped. the
1: seventh one voted out. Just missed the jury by one episode.
2: Man. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh you know, that was a tough thing to deal with, but in the scheme of things, when you look back at it, it was just the twist of the game and how it, you know, how the cookie crumbles. And, uh, you know, I did the, everything I could in that, in that game and had a great time. And at that moment, uh, you know, you kind of feel that energy shifting. Oh man, it's you, you're the vote, you're this. And so I just accepted fate, did everything I could prior, but, uh, I am excited that I got a chance to play this game and represent O'Fallon, Illinois in in a in a big way.
0: And you did. You did. You won a lot of challenges. Unfortunately, the guy that the others, uh, the mean girls were targeting, uh, he couldn't get out, he couldn't be voted out because he had an idol. And so it's a very complicated game, very strategic. Yeah. And how did you uh become enamored with a a survivor and want to play
2: sure yeah so i loved the idea of survivor my parents watched it a little bit when i was younger but my fiance and i we started watching it in 2020 uh and you know in the height of covid we were just binge watching it and uh I just got a wild hair. I'm like, you know what? I think this game speaks to me. Let me send in a three minute video because that's what you have to do. Send in a video and see what happens. See if there's anything. And little did I know, first submission. I'm I'm on first time. You know, I go through the process and there we are. So
0: Well, I think so, you did yourself part. I don't think that we've seen the last of you. That I yeah. Think. I,
2: I think that's correct. Uh I plan to do a lot more in the future and uh this has been exponential for my business. You know, five elements, I own a gym. This has been exponential for my character, going out there starving and so su- you know, suffering in those ways and trying to figure figure it out. Uh and this has just been a big journey that I will take with me for the rest of my life. How much so- weight did you lose? I think I'm. I think I've lost uh, about 25 pounds because I'm the biggest guy. So, <laughs> you know, when the bigger you are in those sort of c- scenarios, the faster you're going to burn, especially when you're so active. So, it's like 25, 30 pounds.
0: Yeah. Well, for Reba, well, Reba was in a good position because Lulu kept losing all the time and had a lot of people imploding. And you guys just stood there. So you were safe for a while, but you were winning challenges for your team, like yeah. you got to win the fire. And, and uh, it was right. fun to watch. But uh, you were saying one time it took you so long for fire. So what is that like being uh, being so hungry and starving and, and and what you have to sleep on and things like sure. that?
2: Yeah, so you're sleeping on uh, bamboo if you're lucky. You know, if you can find it and put it all together, and uh, you know, let me tell you, bamboo looks nice on TV. It's not. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's it's not smooth. It hurts your back. So, uh, but yeah, making fire was tough. You know, it took me a good I want to say five six hours uh, to figure it out, and that's plus collecting all the stuff that you need. Uh, You have to collect a bunch of stuff for it. So. Uh, it was a it was a lot to deal with, but being on the island of Fiji was tough too because the terrain was way different uh, than I'm you know used to. I was practicing in O'Fallon, Illinois, in my backyard. So <laughs> uh, you know when you're out on the island, you have the the wind from the beach, you have the heat, you have the different variables there. Uh, so I was lucky, but I did I was the first to start fire on Survivor. So.
1: Would you go back to Fiji in a more uh, controlled circumstance? <laughs> I get that question a lot.
2: Um, uh, I would because it's purely gorgeous out there. You know, if you if you sit back just for a moment outside of the game, even if you're in the game, I mean, and you just look left, right, up, down, you are truly entranced in the gorgeous uh, environment you're in because – You know, at nighttime, you see literally, no joke, thousands of stars. Never seen that in my life, uh, you know, here. But over there, thousands of stars. And I honestly felt like I was connecting so much deeper uh, as a person in my thoughts and in my solace and my stoic nature. I think that I could just sit there, take it in because it was so beautiful. It's like I'm closer to the universe out there. So,
0: (laughs) When you get away from the polluted skies or the the industrial skies, it's so beautiful. Uh, it's, it's yeah, it's really amazing. Now you were there for how many days, actually? Yeah, so I was there at least uh,
2: two weeks, and then there's
1: because pre- you, you were there for the merge was day twelve, so
2: yeah, but there's also a pre um, ah. You know, everybody has to wait and at least four or five days, something of that nature, before going out there because there's just so much involved in this game. So uh, you get out there, and then you have about four or five days, and then you start the game immediately. But there's no conversation with anybody, no talking. You're just isolated. So, What's Jeff probes like? <laughs> jeff probes is exactly what you see I mean he's in a phenomenal human being articulate very smart uh and very warm you know just you can feel his presence in his heart um always you know very positive individual and, and even whenever he's being stern or or being forward it's for the nature of the game so that he can get more out of it so he can understand you better and try to articulate all those things if you quit I'm not snuffing out your torch yeah that's <laughs> I've seen that in the tabloids and the headlines. Uh he's starting to really be tougher on people that quit. And rightfully so. I think that, you know, that's if that's what he wants to do and and uh wants to show that if you quit, you don't get your your torch snuffed. I think it's right. I mean, you know, a lot of people want to be out there, work hard to be out there. But on the other side, I I get it. I mean, it's a tough game. I personally could never quit, but I understand it. And, and I can I can say that with with, uh, you know, honesty, because you're missing your family. You don't have the comforts of your home. You don't have any anything that you normally would have. And you're thrown in these environments that are truly uh, outrageous. <laughs> and so, sure, a, a minor crack in, in someone's mind that is already teetering potentially could take them
1: overboard for sure. Well, due to the writers' strike, there was an extra half hour because they CBS needed content, and so all episodes were ninety minutes. Do you think you got a better edit due to that, or more time on screen?
2: Sure, I think I was lucky to be on this season uh, for ninety minutes. You know, I mean, I feel like CBS is pulling out all their stops. They got Billie Eilish on the, you know, they got the Foo Fighters on their promos. They got Taylor Swift on their promos. Uh, you know, and they're doing a lot to really put this season out. So I really, uh, I do think it attributed to a, a good edit for everybody. You know, there was actually a history made in one of their episodes where every single cast member got a confessional. I mean, that's never happened um, in, in, a sing- in a single episode. So, yeah, the time you can tell, the 90 minutes is really,
1: uh, <laughs> really something else, you know. Because that you didn't know that when they were filming. Because you thought every every is gonna be an hour, maybe a right. bonus, but you you didn't know what they're gonna use.
2: Sure. And you expect a two hour premiere as well. So, you know, we we had uh you think about all these things and then when you come out surprised at 90 minutes and, and you're just like, Wow, this is insane. So this is good.
0: What's it like looking at the edit? Once you you know, it was one thing to live it, but it's another thing to see how they put that episode together.
2: I love it. I mean, I think it's one of those things where I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a regular person. I'm looking at myself. I'm on TV. I'm just happy to see. Hey, that's me. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, it's me kind of deal. Right. And so uh, I love it. I did. I played my hardest in seeing myself back. It's funny. Uh, You know, Oh wow, my hair looks like crazy, you know, like crap. (laughs) Or or, you didn't have any
1: mirrors, you couldn't see yourself.
2: Yeah, there's no mirrors. So, you know, it's just so funny because in your day to day, even before this, I'm like, oh, okay, you know, make sure my hair is good. You know, you get those luxuries of having a brush and a comb and, and all these things, but you forget about those things when you're out there and you're stripped down to that real like primitive nature of this is how things are you know uh without all the things that we have that were that are so easy to to grab so
0: what how psychologically tough is this on people because you're a pretty strong person physically how is it mentally
2: yeah mentally it's one of the toughest things because you have zero help in the regard of um you know, there's no food. I mean, there's honestly no food at all. You don't have. You have to go get your own water, um, and you're. And then there's coconuts. But you know, if you go to a Fresh Time or Snooks right now, your coconut's ready to go. You know, <laughs> but out there on the island, you have to go through the first layer with a, a, a machete, and then you have to pull it apart, and then you have to crack a hole in it. And then you drink it. And then you have to pull that apart. And then you have to cut out the, the meat and the coconut. So, I mean, let's just say that's like 100 calories you burn for one coconut. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So, it's yeah, I fun. think I think that perspective of you having to really work for everything, uh, plus the social game, plus the challenges. I mean, there's a lot at stake for sure. But I wish there was actually a lot at stake, like an actual stake. So, <laughs>
1: so <laughs> Is this year a live reunion show or did
2: you tape it already? So that is something I can't speak to. Uh that is something you guys will have to wait and see.
1: Okay. Cause yep. I but but you are involved in the reunion show.
2: That again is something I can't speak That's to. That's NDA? And and I and you guys will have to keep watching.
0: All right. <laughs> so uh why do you think this show has lasted so long? Uh, you know, I think that
2: the show has lasted so long because they're constantly evolving. And they did they did hit a time where people were like, you know what, I think I'm done with Survivor. Is this uh, still on? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is this still on? Is this show still around? And I think it's because uh, now they're changing the format. That's why you hear new era, you know, from, from season 41 to season 45 is considered the new era because they have really evolved their game. And they're not afraid to throw the dice and say, you know what, let's try this. We're gonna do this. Um, no matter who's the victim of that twist, right? Uh and I think that's why this show has evolved because they're constantly pushing the envelope on what can we do that really makes this a tough game and allows the viewers to understand that this is real and real people are involved in this. And 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 I think that's what is engaging is you're into each and everyone's story, but more than that. You know, sitting from the couch, and I'm a victim of it. I was sitting from the couch watching the show, sitting from the I couch. You can
1: do that.
2: You, yeah, you're yelling, I could do that. Why aren't they, you know, this person just said this about you? It is so now that I'm actually sitting on the couch and watching me on and seeing, seeing what they're saying about you. It, it is an interesting perspective, and I get why now the ratings and the viewers are watching even more because there's so much more dynamic from that perspective, you're getting more story. You're getting more time on television because of the 90 minutes and you're seeing everything. So yeah, this show is evolving and it's becoming more uh, alive over the years as they
0: get more time with this. You know. So what was the first thing that you ate that went once you got off the island?
2: <laughs> Five guys, burgers and fries. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I had double cheeseburger with everything on it. I had a mountain of fries, two milkshakes, and destroyed every bit of it. Nothing left. <laughs> How good was and, it? If <laughs> any of my clients are watching this, that was a one time deal. Okay. So just <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: <clears throat> well, congratulations on your success. It's been a pleasure to know you. I know your social media has blown up ever since yeah. this journey. And congrats, Carl. He's going to be a dad in April.
1: Congratulations. I am. I am looking forward to
2: being a father. I'm excited to give my unconditional love to this child, no matter what. And You'll love uh, it. yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to it.
1: Well, well it's Wednesdays on CBS, seven o'clock Central Time, and we may or may not see Sifu on the reunion show at the end of the season.
0: Yeah, we but were. like I said, I don't think it's the last. So, thanks so much thanks for your time. Best of luck. <laughs> All right. I appreciate it. Thank yep. you. Yep, take care. Bye. Bye. Uh, delightful human being, isn't he?
1: It's interesting that they said an NDA on things that we are he. We know he's going to be at the reunion special, but it's weird that they won't let him talk about being at the reunion special.
0: Well, I asked him about if he was on a text chain with the other players, and he said um, there's certain people you They're still, not allowed he, to. No, not till um, it's over. Wow. Yeah, only the ones that are off, I think, can communicate, but the other ones can't. I don't know. There's rules, and he follows the rules. Well, yeah, because well, he doesn't want to
1: get sued. He's still got money for being on television, but he doesn't want to get sued.
0: Right. Well, we're going from reality TV to fantasy theater now because Into the Woods, one of my favorites, as you know, Carl, Mm -hmm. that i worship sondheim so one of my favorites into the woods i also call it gateway sondheim for people who are not familiar so uh the new jewish theater is going to do it but it's going to be a different a little different ever seen before so welcome robert quinlan who is the director and molly wenstrom who used to be molly burris but she has been betrothed carl (laughs)
1: <laughs> congratulations no, wait no, you're never supposed to say congratulations to the woman because then it makes it sound like you never thought she was going to get married so i'm very happy for you
3: thank you i'm i'm very happy too but it was so funny logging on even my name was still burris i was like oh my gosh i'm still finding <laughs> burris everywhere and i need to change it everywhere but thank you well you have to, know
1: you have to go to the dmv and do all of the official
3: paperwork Yes. Yeah. I'm still behind on that, but I think my new social security card is coming in the mail soon. So I'm excited.
0: <laughs> well, well, then, then well, What's it going to say official. in the
3: program? The program says Molly Wenstrom, I okay. believe.
0: <laughs> well, when
1: she Robert was has Molly. has nothing to do with any of this. Robert's no, like, well, I haven't, she's on stage.
0: <laughs> well, actresses, you know, it's kind of different because many keep their, uh, original name or they hyphen mm-hmm. or, or whatever women do a lot these days but when she was molly burris she won the st louis theater circle award for her performance last year in
3: dear jack dear louise so many people call it the letters play or like <laughs> <laughs> the jack and louise show it's really anything but and they can't yeah. take that away from you no matter what your name is
4: <laughs> yeah the <laughs> Yeah. Certificate,
3: Such an honor, such a, such a wonderful, uh, surprising honor. I was not expecting it at all, but so, so, so thankful. That show was wonderful and was my first time working at the J um, and so happy to be back um, in Into the Woods now.
0: Yeah. So you're the baker's wife, which is just such a fabulous role and you get Mm -hmm. such fabulous songs to sing. And uh, what, what. Do you like about this show what draws you to it
3: oh my goodness i mean like you were saying i love sondheim i'm a huge Sondheim fan, but this is my first time ever doing a sondheim show and actually the only sondheim song i had ever worked on prior to even being in this show was moments in the woods so it's been kind of a a, a dream role of mine for so long um because you're right she just has such wonderful songs and such an interesting character arc that you know takes you You're like we're rooting for you what's going on you know all the things um but yeah i've just been so excited to take on a role that is this rich um i always say that sondheim is like shakespeare for musical theater and so there's just so much in the text and so much in the music that i feel like every time i sing any of the songs i'm finding new things you know in new thoughts and new discoveries so it's just a blast
0: well i find every time i watch it as an adult i get more out of it i get more <laughs> I, I i i learn new things and i was fortunate to see the revival on broadway uh, last year with uh patina miller joshua henry galvin creole and it was Oh, my God, it was just so good. And it was a stripped down version. And I understand, Robert, what you're doing is very different. So tell us about your perspective on presenting Into the Woods in a new way.
4: Yeah, well, um, I also just love the show um, and have since I was a kid when uh, they played the Broadway version on PBS. Um, okay. And I had it on I had it on a VHS tape and I, I wore it out because um, I love that show so much. Um, And it's one of the things that made me really love theater as a young person. So it's um, cool to be able to direct it uh, and to do it at the New Jewish Theater, which is such, as you know, such an intimate space. So I think we are embracing the intimacy, um, the the immersiveness of the experience of seeing the show. So we have the audience in the round. Um, uh, Actors are doing quite a bit of doubling Molly uh, will also play Cinderella's mother. Uh, We have an actor, Phil Leveling, whose track is um, the mysterious man, um, Cinderella's stepmother. Um, And what else is he playing? The wolf. Oh, and the wolf. Yeah. So (laughs) uh, quite rangy in terms of what he's doing in the show. So, and, And part of, I think, the magic of doing a show like this in such an intimate way is exposing the theatrical devices so we'll be seeing actors change character in front of our eyes we'll see scenery move Um, the set designer uh, Otis Sweezy has designed kind of like this giant um, beautiful tree a single tree that extends over the heads of the audience Um, so when you are going into the theater you're really like walking into the woods um, with the actors so we're trying to make it intimate immersive really call attention to the brilliant um writing the dialogue the music so that you can really hear the details in the work
0: i cannot wait because uh, as you know people like to do this show so, oh, yeah. so there, there's been there's been another one this earlier this year I mean, and, yeah. and this, I think yours is going to be totally different from that one. So everybody has a different perspective. Mm. Carl, I know you are familiar with it. Uh, yes. And, and uh, you saw when the, the Muni first did it, it was uh, not that long ago where, where they did it. and you were worried about a uh, spoiler alert about the second act for, for people. <laughs> yeah
1: it's it's more adult themes than uh, you think when you describe the show, you're like, oh yeah, it's all the uh, fairy tale fairy tale characters, but then the second half is kind of pretty adult mm-hmm. But you guys are doing stuff that is different from what we've seen because I understand, and I don't know if this is spoilery, that not all characters are human characters
4: oh do you mean like the the animal characters themselves yes yeah i mean i think we're leading into that a little bit like in terms of thinking about the animal world in the play and how those characters uh think and react and feel um so i think that's pretty fun uh i also think this is um a great cast uh period for the show but like in particular i just love um that we have great actors in the show for act two because act two you just like you know you just have to dive into the kind of the characters and the drama and it does feel like shakespearean in that way and i think we have such a great cast to be able to do that in a really beautiful way
0: well the ultimate theme is growing up and mm-hmm. learning to stand on your own and mm-hmm. uh with the music i just i think it I am always reduced to tears no matter what. Yeah. And I just think come from away what do you hope people come away with uh, with like what do you want people to have the takeaway?
4: Yeah. Um I mean I hope people have a, like a really fun time um but and then also um you know I think there's so much in it about thinking about consciously about the stories we choose to tell our children and what that means in terms of how they see the world and how they behave in the world, <laughs> like that—that that is a, that we have like an ethical r- responsibility to really think about how we teach our children and the stories that we choose to tell them, um, and to really like like consider the ramifications of that. That children are listening and they're watching us and they're taking cues from us. Um, so how are we behaving as we're being noticed by um, the next generation?
0: That is that's, that is a good way to look at it. I want to say he was involved with the, the artistic director of New Jewish, Rebecca Scalette, and Robert went to graduate school at Illinois State, which is my alma mater as well. Oh,
4: no way. Cool.
0: Yes. In fact, I graduated in 1976 with uh, the founders of Steppenwolf. Oh, cool. So, so I I graduated with uh, John Malkovich and Worry Metcalf and Terry Kinney and Jeff oh, that's Perry.
4: totally awesome
0: and... hey
1: lynn you dropped something oh a whole bunch of names
0: <laughs> uh. carl's always like oh here she goes again oh <laughs> it,
1: uh, she went to school with laurie metcalf yeah yeah we know
0: yeah and so, <laughs> but what i will say just as an aside i always tell this to people um in the theater department you know you have the main stage and then you have a studio theater and the studio was where they were really on fire. Mm-hmm. They were all about the work. They were all about what we could do together, what we could, uh, What we could. Uh, how we could interpret things. They weren't the main stage stars, but mm-hmm. some of the main stage stars did join Steppenwolf later. But I like to say I gave them their first rave reviews. <laughs> oh, good. In the but... school paper, because I was the school paper, you know. The...
1: But Illinois State's where you met Rebecca, correct?
4: I did. Yeah. And and we have, um, worked together a lot since then. In fact, I was supposed to direct into the woods for her at her previous, um, institution, which was Arkansas Shakespeare theater. That was a 2020 production that got canceled.
1: That never happened.
4: Right. So, um, it's cool. I mean, this is very different from the production that we had planned, uh, uh some similar doubling, I think, but, um, it's just really nice to be able to come back and do it. Um, and I think it does kind of. It, it was interesting because that production was supposed to be on the same set as as you like it. They were they were to share an actual scenic design, um, which just kind of like calls yeah. to it into the forefront the Shakespearean the connection. The Shakespearean,
1: yeah. Absolutely. And and
4: just for me thinking about like because uh, I also um, I am now back on the faculty at Illinois State University. I I head the directing program and I am the associate artistic director of the Illinois Shakespeare Festival. So in the past few oh. years. I've directed *As You Like It*, uh, *Midsummer Night's Dream*, and *King Lear*, all plays where people kind of go into the forest um, or the woods and have discoveries about themselves. And it just feels it feels very um, familiar to me to be in this uh, world of the woods again here.
0: Well, the Illinois Shakespeare Festival is really quite spectacular, and how it's grown, how mm-hmm. it's grown from when I was going, you know, in in Bloomington Normal to now. And sure. and how Illinois State's grown. But you know, Chauncey Thomas then
4: is, yeah, yeah, I've worked with him many times.
0: Yeah, because he's one of our fine uh actors from St. Louis, not based here anymore, but he'll come back. Outstanding oh, that's good. actor. I cannot wait to see these costumes because they sound they sound spectacular. Now, do you have some puppetry involved here mm-hmm. like they did on uh on on Broadway?
4: We have a Milky White um, who will have an operator. He happens to also be playing the prince, uh, Cinderella's prince. So he does have to jump back and forth between those characters fairly quickly. We're working out the acrobatics of that uh, in rehearsal. Um, and then we do have, you know, we have birds. We have a carriage with a horse that is done very, uh, I guess I won't give it away. It's done in a very simple way. I'll, I'll say that. Um, but, you know, I think part of the magic of the production is just um, having to solve the, the some of the problems that arise with doing a huge large scale musical in a tiny space. Um, and I think that is some of the joy of doing it and also some of the what might make this production feel quite a bit different um from maybe other like big Broadway or proscenium versions of Into the Woods you might have seen before. We just have to think differently about it in order to um, make it work in that space. But we're, I think, running with it and having a lot of fun with that process.
0: So Molly, tell us about your co-workers.
3: Oh, they're fabulous. They're so wonderful. I, um, Apart from uh, Matt Billings, who's playing uh, Cinderella's Prince and Milky White, um, I had never worked with any of these people before, um, including Robert, who's just Wonderful. I cannot wait for y'all to see the work that he is doing to make this show feel so immersive and the fine tuning of every tiny element of the scene changes and the shifts so that everyone is really a part of watching these stories all come together and and work together. It's just been so fabulous. And it's just such a stellar group of wonderful local performers, Um, a few of whom were in the earlier Into the Woods this year or helped make it happen too. And so it's really wonderful getting to talk with them about just how different this production is and how many er- interpretations there are of this script and these stories and these characters. Um, But I was just The first couple of days were all music and just even listening to everyone's voices, I Mm -hmm. came home and I was like, oh, my gosh, it's so gorgeous. Everyone's voices are so beautiful. And the storytelling is just really wonderful. And um, like Robert was just saying, I'm really excited that with it being such an intimate space, not only do you get to hear the wonderful text, but you get to hear some really fabulous singers (laughs) just killing Mm -hmm. it. It's, It's so lovely.
4: And that's- I'm lucky to have great partners with, um, you know, uh, Larry Pry is the music director and also narrating. Um, so yeah. he is uh, with a t- tiny orchestra. So it's a, a cello and a bassoon are the other instruments and a piano and that's it. Um, and Ellen Isom is choreographer who's fabulous. And then um, we're working with um, the new director of culture ac- uh, cultural activities here at the J who happens to be an extraordinary fight director um, who just moved here from Kansas City John Wilson Um, and so it's just an awesome um, team and cast to be working with
0: that's great I was going to ask you because Larry's been a longtime friend and I was really excited to see that because he actually at one of my friend's funerals he played no one is alone Mm. he came in to do that and oh my god his piano playing is so wonderful but but as a person, he's just so great. I cannot wait. One of the things about Sondheim. Seinfeld? So I I he was here was. two weeks ago. Wow. Oh, I just saw a meme. I saw Charlie Brown uh, Schroeder, a meme about Sondheim. Mm. Uh, he's talking to Lucy and he says uh, Sondheim's like the greatest thing. And he goes, what is He goes, Sondheim is life. And Mm -hmm. I was like,
3: well, there you go. Exactly.
0: It is. Simple as that. I know. And so uh, the thing is to me, when you do Sondheim, it's not only the most challenging, but it's the most rewarding. So Mm -hmm. you raise the bar. So I I, I hold people to a high standard when they tackle it. Because to me, if you're not going to put in the work, then don't do it. Do Mm -hmm. not touch Sondheim if you're going to wreck it. So, how important is it to just get this right
4: yeah and larry has such i mean obviously he has such knowledge of the music and the nuance of it and just to have him in the room is such a gift oh yeah oh yeah mm-hmm. because you know everybody
0: is just i mean people just bandy it about but when you see when you're what when you're immersed in into the woods you remember those alliance. i think the princes when when Cinderella's Prince says, I was raised to be charming, not sincere. <laughs> I use that quote in real life a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the I think James Lapine's book is is very, you know, you can take things from that and apply it to real life.
3: Absolutely. So, yeah well and to your point lynn i think that everyone on this team is handling this show with as much care as we can muster like it is coming from all angles especially uh, as we were just talking about with larry who is so wonderful and um is always stopping us while we're singing to be like hey there's a comma there there's a question mark there <laughs> notice the punctuation because these aren't just beautiful melodies there are questions there are thoughts there are answers like we your, your characters are are needing uh, advice and needing help. So, so live in all of that too. It's just, it's a really, I'm a very like heady actor. And so it's so fun to get to kind of dig into um, all of the words.
0: And you learn more things about yourselves.
3: Definitely. And you learn something too, something you never knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and
0: I I really appreciate the New Jewish Theater's mission because uh, I always enjoy what they do and and uh, they've been having a spectacular run under Rebecca in uh, the Immigrant. I just can't say enough about the Immigrant. Mm-hmm. I just oh, it was so moving and and just everything, even every brilliant thing with just one actor, uh, Will Figlio. Uh, that's so moving. So when you leave the J. You are transformed in a way, and that's their mission. And I like, I like that, that they, they focus. They're just not like, hey, let's put on a show. They really right. have thought oh. about what they're doing.
3: I, before I started working at the J, I would love going to see shows there because I felt like every time I walked into the space, I was in a new room and I had never been in this version of the theater before. And so now, you know, this is my third show there, getting to be a person who's helping, you know, create those experiences. And I think that this show is, is, just the same where people are going to walk in and see this incredible set and the trees are moving all around and people it gets i think it's i think it's going to be just so spectacular
0: so it starts on november 30th thursday yep and then you you know shows on fridays but then saturday's two shows yep yes you guys are going to bring it and then well, sunday you can Batman, you can
1: go you can find out all the information Lynn is saying at new jewish theater spelled the right way r e newjewishtheater.org which takes you to the j which gets you it gives you the ticket purchases and everything
0: else like showtimes and dates right well thank you so much for being on this morning we appreciate your time i was happy to get you before it really got into hell week
4: <laughs> it's a pleasure it's great to meet you
0: yeah great yeah. to meet you too thank you so much and molly as always i always enjoy your work and uh carl she can sing because she was in jerry's girls last christmas oh,
4: so. she's amazing <laughs> just wait till <laughs> she she's so good.
3: thank you no i was i was so thrilled to be to be asked to be a part of this i'm just so thankful to to get to chat with you all and this show is so 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 precious and special to me. So um, I really appreciate it. And I'm really looking forward to people seeing this show. Happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Happy. And Lots wear the blue ribbons.
4: Thanks. Absolutely. All right. All right. See you, later. Thank thank
1: you Thank you. Right. Bye. Right. Lynn, the movie version of Into the Woods, it had a cast of thousands, but one of the stars of Into the Woods was Chris Pine, who stars in the probably number one movie that is coming out this weekend. Disney's Wish. Yes. Well, people say, "Hey, I didn't know Chris Pine could sing." And then I said, "Into the Woods, everybody." And they're like, "Oh yeah, I forgot that he was, well, the cast was so big, people forgot that he was one of them."
0: Yeah, people forget that he can sing, but he's also not a nice guy in this. Is this more <laughs> this the first thing I said when I got out of the the preview of Wish was is this a authoritarianism? <laughs> fascism, screed, uh, like the governor of Florida that has a beef with Disney?
1: No. This movie's been in place for a long time. I was asked to describe this movie in a couple sentences, and I said this. The story is slight, but the Easter eggs are so many I needed a basket to carry them all.
0: That is a good way to put it. It is an homage to Disney's 100 years because they're celebrating... A hundred years of Disney magic, and they uh, uh they incorporate old characters, but also the idealist in me wants to embrace all their happy magic, yeah connection. and I really like Ariana Debose as the uh, lead of Asha Asha. She's great, and you can tell that the animators incorporated her dancing into the movements, and you can tell it's her, yes. And it's always a really good female forward lesson. Uh, the guy that directed Frozen Frozen 2 directed it, Chris Buck, so you're going to get the female forwardness. Um, uh, and I know the goat is cute, Valentino, but. The cynic in me thinks, Oh, Alan Tudyk. yeah, I know it was good to see Alan in there. But the cynic in me thinks, Oh, here's here's a uh, tailor made toys <laughs> for the for the you know, for the toy aisle for uh, the star and the goat star but and I the ent- star's
1: name is star.
0: I know I did enjoy it and I did uh like oh, well, the 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 Male characters have some interesting voices.
1: Well, it, it, it's since it's an homage to the last 100 years of Disney. Did you notice that Asha has seven friends and one of them is tired all the time? One of them uh, has social issues. Another one of them is uh, grumpy and another one of them is happy and another one sneezes all the time. Did you notice that, Lynn?
0: Yes, I did. We were talking about it afterwards. We were talking about after the press screening, uh, some of the nuggets that we uh, are, well, as you say, Easter eggs. Evan Peters. And and you want to
1: stay all the way to the end because they start with Snow White and they do a tribute to, I'm not going to say all, but most of the Disney features all the way up to Strange World.
0: Yes, during the credits. And they also have a little text on scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's there is something at the end,
1: which I, when I saw the music list, I said, well, I didn't hear that in the movie. And that's because it's at the end, end, end of the movie. I felt bad that they didn't include the rescuers and none of the movies they made during the wartime. Like uh, they do have Ichabod and Mr. Crane, but they don't have Casey at the back. Be- they don't have all, but they do most. So I, I was happy about that. I thought they would put. Baymax instead of the villain from Big Hero Six. But if you don't know what I'm talking about, stick around to the end. You notice we haven't talked really about the film because as I said, the story is slight.
0: It is. It's a kingdom. Uh the the king acts benevolent to the masses. Well, he, re- is, he is but
1: he more. is benevolent until you find out his altruistic. <laughs> uh, intentions.
0: Yes, and uh, yeah, it is a it is a very slight story. I think the songs are mid Disney. I I don't think it's gonna blow out Frozen or Little mermaid you know, any of the Menken, Ash Ashman ones. But maybe I was just being like,
1: well, okay. And so my wife and I were had had this. She she kept calling it slight. And I said, all right, well, Encanto had some good songs in it. But she said, yeah, but they weren't frozen. And I said, "Okay, but Moana, Moana has good songs in it, too. And she said, oh, she gave me that. She said, fine, Moana has good songs, but these are not as good as those. And, you know, I like the pinnacle is something like. Princess and the Frog, where they have one theme and they have all these great songs, or Frozen, where you have that one showstopper that can do it. And then there's all the other songs that are also classics. And Moana has some classics in it as well. But I don't know what I have the album for Wish. And I said, I don't know which song I would pick because they have to pick one to submit to the Oscars. And I don't know which one they'd pick.
0: Well, I heard that they picked three.
1: Okay. Well, it also depends on how many. I mean, I thought the Welcome to Roses is because that's the name of the town. I thought that was a good. Here's an exposition song, and then you have the um, uh, this wish, which is by Ariana Debose, and then also huge on TikTok was the uh, was one of the Chris Pine songs
0: yeah and he has two so who knows well we have other movies I haven't I'm seeing Saltburn tonight
1: uh yeah I don't know if I'm going to or not because everybody
0: I've I've heard such mixed things right
1: and I have such high hopes for her I mean she has an Academy Award for script or for screenwriting she's she's good and I really want her to have a Fantastic. I have high expectations for Saltburn, but uh I don't think I'm gonna be able to see it tonight because I have a child coming home from college. Uh-huh. Well what else did you see?
0: I did see Napoleon
1: and Disney's Wish is everything we said about Disney's Wish, Napoleon, you'd choose to see Disney's Wish again.
0: Oh, Napoleon is two hours and thirty-eight minutes of my life. I would like back. I don't know what Ridley Scott's trying to say. The script by David Carpa uh Sharpa is terrible. He wrote Day After Tomorrow. Yes. And that was a terrible the, movie. And the, uh,
1: the yeah. g- disaster
0: flick. Yeah. And so uh, um I didn't know anything more about Napoleon. After watching it, than I did That's when I came in. The is it's I know it's boring. It's uh it's like that they stage grand battle scenes. They have six battle scenes of his of Napoleon sixty one. He's a military genius, granted, but as a person, he's just strange and weird. And Joaquin Phoenix is mumbly and I don't understand the character from his point of view. I don't really get Vanessa Kirby as Josephine. She has children when they marry, but then the kids disappear. And then uh, towards the end, oh, spoiler alert, you know, it is 17th century France, or or 18th century France, so if you don't know your French history. Josephine dies, and her what? daughter, her daughter's at her bedside. And then, uh, because she was barren for Napoleon, he she couldn't uh, give him an heir. He divorces her and marries a very young girl. You never see the young girl ever again. Huh. I, I I'm just like the continuity is insane. It's dim lit. It's one of those. They harm animals. Not good with that. They shoot this horse very graphically in a war scene. It's not pretty. I don't know why they did that with all the animal activists in the world. Uh, Could you have like not aimed a cannonball at a, you know, a horse? Uh, I don't no. know. And and, and then um, I get how realistic it is in terms of the staging and the costumes and the castles. And all that extra stuff. But as a work, as a storytelling movie, it sucks. I'm giving it a D on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. Rotten Tomatoes, it's got like a 60% I think right now. But we'll see. More people will see it. It comes out tomorrow. What else comes out? Oh, Oppenheimer is now on DVD and Blu-ray. Oh.
1: So now you, if you were afraid to watch it before, you can watch it now,
0: which is going to be interesting. Leo is on Netflix. It's a musical with Adam Sandler and Bill Burr, and I hear it's pretty good. It is. It's cute. I watched you it. You watched oh. it. Yes, yes. It's very cute. Uh, it's uh It has. Uh, it's. It's set in a school. Bill Burr and uh, Adam Sandler are reptiles that are in the room. They're they're school pets. Yeah. And uh, they start singing and teaching the kids lessons. (laughs) Okay. And it's cute. It is. It's just, it's a nice alternative to all the important serious movies. Well, that's another reason
1: that Adam Sandler is a genius for making that deal with Netflix. Yes, it has worked out for everybody.
0: Yes, the Bat Mitzvah movie is charming and delightful. Huey Halloween, you know how much I like that. Right, and then the the ones with Jennifer Aniston, murder we mystery. Like, yeah, we like those, and so yeah, his his deal with uh. His deal with um, Netflix is pretty solid. What else is going on, Carl?
1: Uh, Nothing. Uh, family and guns and hoses and everything. So many things going on. Where can we find you, Lynn?
0: I'm on KTRS every Friday at 11.08, except this week I'll be on Wednesday. And before Thanksgiving. And I am in the Webster-Kirkwood Times. I have the website poplifestl.com and I am out and about watching a lot of theater and next weekend I have, from Wednesday through Sunday I see 5 theater productions in town. Wow. And then the rep is doing It's a Wonderful Life that Wednesday. So yes. I will have seen in a week I will have seen like 7 or 8 shows.
1: Dang.
0: Cuz it's well, the end of the season.
1: Yep, you can find me on the Mark Cox Morning Show Monday through Friday on 97.1 FM Talk and on the weekends on 97.1 and KMOX on Second Amendment Radio and The Great Outdoors. You can follow me on Twitter, threads, and Instagram at underscore Carl the Intern to find out how the horn works at the hockey games, or if it works.
0: Yeah, well, everybody, have a blessed Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, life is a gift, as I know, Carl. Yes, you do. Yes. Take care, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye for now.